Welcome to Look Who's Talking, episode 143. The Bills survive a big scare against the fish. Daniel Jones secures the bag, and down goes Brady. Here we go. Freestyle. Rock the microphone. Straight from the top. Yeah! It's not CSI Miami, folks. No, no, that's a great show. Uh, it's episode 143, your favorite NFL gambling podcast, brought to you from coast to coast in our great country of Canada, talking about the NFL football and the playoffs that we are currently swimming in. It was a roller coaster ride for your boy, Hugh. We started off even, we went up the hill, we went through a couple of loop-de-loops, betting on the Chargers, and then we love live betting good quarterbacks like Trevor Lawrence, and we were up, and it was great. And then Tampa Bay and the Bucks went down at the ship in Flames to seemingly an old Michael Irvin Cowboys team almost brought me back to my yesteryear watching a 2816 in Lake Court in the basement with uh, Mr. Madden doing the games on Fox with Pat Summerall. Either way, uh, we ended back up at the station of the roller coaster pretty much even for the weekend, and that's the way she goes sometimes. Wherever you're listening, all over the world, Ni Hao, Priviet, Ola, Bonjour, Guten Tag, Ciao, and Bonagum. That is our co-host, Weird Mike, spelled weird, M-I-C on Instagram. He's heading down to South America. So if you know anyone in South America, tell him to get the fuck out of there soon. Uh, he's going to Brazil, Argentina, and the often not visited Uruguay. Uh, <laughs> anyway, a lot of stuff going on in the NFL. Six games on the super wild card weekend. I think of all the fans, of all the teams, I think the worst thing to happen to any squad of fans this weekend i mean there's been a lot of great minnesota football moments a lot of great minnesota sports moments kirby puckett goes deep to beat the braves the minneapolis miracle to step on digs and now hurts check down oh my god probably the most frustrating thing to watch this weekend i was i did not have money on the vikings but if i did i would have thrown something at my tv i would rather you go down with a horrible interception than check it down on fourth and eight to a guy who's covered on fourth and three good god that was the most kirk cousins thing that has ever kirk cousins uh we got brock Purdy, kyle shanahan and a story about dan marino also, a reflection of Dan Marino's career, perhaps. Be careful, Brock. This shit doesn't happen as often as it feels like it does right now in San Francisco, but they are rolling. Nice second half by the Niners to cover the spread over the Seahawks. The Bengals' O-line looked a little plucky. Weird Mike's Ravens handicap was probably the best handicap we gave out on the weekend. Unfortunately, we pick our games on Wednesday where he got a number at plus seven. It literally, within a minute of the podcast, was up to seven and a half. Finished up near just below 10, and that's the way she goes. But the Bengals almost lost that game. How do you run that play from the two-yard line? We'll talk about that more as the as the Bengals head up to Buffalo and Highmark Stadium to face Uncle Josh Allen and the motherfucking Bills. Should be a good game on Sunday. Uh, we gave out a bunch of stuff on Instagram. Follow us at Hughes Talking. Also, all of our episodes and everything's produced by Huck Media. Go to huckmedia.ca for any and all drone or media needs. They are the best in the business. We got uh, Huck Media from Forza Titane Fan Club in Toronto. Uh, joining us in the beaches, we got Weird Mike at Centennial Studios, keeping it real with his hair on the port side. And I'm out here on the West Coast uh, going snowboarding uh, in a couple days and pretty fired up about it. All right, let's talk some playoffs. Let's talk some same game parlay parlays. I gave out one that went 10 for 14. 50 paid five grand. Not as far away as you think for those odds, but uh, we'll throw in some touchdowns for you. I got a special ticket for you today that involves my boy Devonta Smith. All right, enough of that. Uh, joining us as always, we got Weird Mike. How are you, buddy? Captain of the Ravens flock. Uh, how you doing, sir? <clears throat> Wild card weekend. In like a lion, out like a lamb. Mm. Fired up. Saturday, Duval County, bring the noise. None of that live bullshit. Hey, I bet on the Jags when they were there. You know when I bet on them? On fucking Tuesday when I said they were going to win. Okay? And they had to go around the entire panhandle to get to that victory. But victory nonetheless. Um, I hope the Chargers do the right thing and get rid of the coach. Clearly, that's a scar 
right? That's a 28-3. It's not quite yep. the Super Bowl, but that lasts throughout. That permeates through camp and any tight game they might lose next year. This is, hey, cut the cord. Um, but big, big Saturday, solid Sunday slash, oh, my God, tough day for the show on Monday. Free rolled on the Bucks as a oh. dog. So I came out, even Steven, despite the early success, again, in like a lion, out like a lamb. Yeah. Wild card weekend. Very excited for the divisional. We got more playoff podiums. Hugh versus Ange, two weeks remaining. I now hold the edge. Remember, Hugh, $100 podium bet, three weeks of action. Indeed. Me versus you. I went 1-1-1. One, one, and one. You went good, sir. 1-2. and two. If the Chargers had just remained ahead, it would have been 2-1, and one, but we went 1-2. and two. So we got uh, two podiums, one weird, one not so weird. Much like our hair today, Jeff, as you alluded to, your hair very normal and my hair direct port wind here <laughs> out of YYZ. Huck's uh, laughing. Put this way, Weird Mike could be in the middle of the subway car and his hair would be sticking out one of the doors right now, just sweeping the tunnels underneath Toronto on the Red Rocket. Uh, you mentioned Brandon Staley. Uh, run the ball, Brandon. Run the fucking ball. Now, again, you're right. You can't just be relying on live bets, but I did get the Jaguars at plus 900, uh, which was my best bet of the weekend. I got them at plus 20 and a half on the spread. But again, this is all going against my initial bet of the Chargers. So you're right. It is a lot of bullshit, but the bets were made. The money was made. And again, what I like to do with the live bets is use the, the plus 900 as my new main bet. And if the Chargers win, I just come out even. So you, you risk it for the biscuit a little bit, you know? So that's why I was up a little bit and then lost it all on the box with Tom Brady at the ship. And as soon as he threw that red zone interception, I'm like, ah, I looked at Brooke. I'm like, that's not good. Like we, we need every... Every it doesn't look like the Bucks are doing a good job of stopping the Cowboys. We're gonna need points on every drive inside the 50. The garbage time points, I'm not even counting. That game was not close. Yeah, it was the wrong and, pick. Uh, the wrong pick. And, uh, yeah, but you mentioned also another name there, Michael Irvin. Let me tell you, he was in Jerry's box <laughs> having himself a grand old time. Man, that looked like a quality scene yeah. that I would have, you know, paid desperately to be a part of. Yeah. <laughs> even though i had bet against them that looked like some kind of party good for them yeah good like for them jerry takes a lot of heat he's the one paying everybody and you know every you can't say every dog has his day because he's not a dog but there's been a lot of dark days in that Big was D. that was the look of an owner who has not won a road playoff game since 1993 <laughs> and was like oh yeah this is what it feels like to just celebrate you know massively in somebody else's stadium. When's the last time Dallas did that, right? Like, you know, playoff win in someone else's stadium? Long time. I just saw, by the way, on Instagram that Jerry Jones is a $225 million yacht uh, that was getting some work done down there in St. Martin, now in Miami. I think Michael Irvin just got off the boat like yesterday. Um, but he just, as you said, like watching the Cowboys celebrate and actually play great, I thought it was Dak's best game I've ever seen him play. I'll give him credit. Not lucky, he just played great. Uh, more, more, looked more like more mobile than he'd been in probably a year, but I guess you know playoffs, you you step it up a little bit. Um, but it did so, remind me of watching the old Cowboys. It did like and like because I used to cheer for them. It wasn't until they smashed the Bills in the Super Bowl where I'm like, oh, I, like I don't love this team as much anymore. You kind of heard Troy choking up talking about it too. Yeah, Troy Aikman doing the Monday Night Wild Card game, which I was not a fan of, by the way. Obviously enjoyed it. Serious disadvantage moving forward, days rest. So, um, you know, your viewing pleasure comes at a cost. It's true. Um, <clears throat> the live betting, before I get to the kicking, the extra point thing, which, uh, you know, is fascinating. I wish it meant more. It's a really, actually, let's just launch into it. Everybody, that was some of the best coaching I've ever seen out of a coach none of us really expected from Mike McCarthy continually going back to his kicker to kick it, not even once thinking about going for two and letting his mind wander an even farther five minutes. Folks, Brett Maher is off the path. He will be the one he made. 
and the fact that they won and the fact that his QB said, Hey, what, you know what? I played like garbage last week. Okay. So what the guy played like garbage this week, you just keep it going. It was perfect. He's back on no need, no panic. I don't like his nickname, Money Mar. You got to scrap the nickname. Oh, yeah. He lost <laughs> the nickname. Okay, that's cool, right? You know, you take your lumps along the way. But good for McCarthy. It's a non-issue because he kept with him. When the doubt creeps in, everybody just sticks one step farther from you. And sooner or later, it's just you and Pam Oliver on the sideline <laughs> waiting for the kick, Okay. It happens fast. That's been a theme all year. So, um, and your live betting, Hugh, uh, the odds are going to come down, man. When stuff like this happens, when people get down on a big live line, 27, nothing people, people ran to the window. People ran to the confidently ran to the window that they could win this bet. I didn't bet at 27, nothing at 27, seven. I was I'm like, okay, there we go. Sure. With the ball, anyway, the twenty-seven-seven yeah. really set it off. I don't do four possessions. Yeah, <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna adjust ASAP, and at least for the immediate future, the rest of this playoff, there will be no more super juicy lines. Everything's gonna be moderate because it it happens. It happens. It just depends on the team. Like for instance, like if the Giants get down twenty points, to the Eagles, like they ain't coming back and win that game. You know, like. Uh, you got to have a guy like Trevor Lawrence, who, even though he looked awful in the first half, does have the ability to sling it into tight windows uh, and a coach that can coach it. Doug Peterson, kudos. Coach of the weekend. Got to give him credit. Um, yeah, with Brady, look, you know, it was it was my gold pick. Uh, it's tough to say that I wouldn't make that pick again. I probably would. Look, he, he, you go through the years, there was enough Peyton Manning's Colts teams that looked red hot. They had the best regular season record, and they show up against a mediocre Patriots team, and Brady's efficiency just wins the game. And uh, after that first drive where Dak just looked Adderalled up and awful, you're like, hey, here we go again. And then the Bucs couldn't do it. But, uh, you know, the the uh, Cowboys played their best game of the year, and now they got a tough challenge, on, as you just mentioned, on a short week. Uh, going up to San Francisco to play the Niners plus three and a half. Talk about that more a little bit later. Um, yeah, uh, as the as we as we mentioned, they're playing the Niners. We got Brock Purdy and Kyle Shanahan. Brock Purdy's favorite player growing up, kind of hard to imagine because he's so young and Marino had retired by then. Was Dan Marino? That's why he wears number thirteen. Hmm. Dan, Dan Marino, as we talked about in the show before. Went to the Super Bowl in his first or second season with the Miami second. Dolphins. Second. My, second season with Miami Dolphins. And that Dolphins team was fantastic. Fantastic. Lost to Joe Montana's Niners. And then never made it back to the Super Bowl. I'm not mm. saying Brock Purdy's Dan Marino. However, kid, this could be the only chance. It's just, The injuries happen. Shit happens. So just don't. I know the Niners are a fantastic roster, and they feel like they could go back every year. But uh, first of all, can he do it? Huck, can Brock Purdy, Tom Brady, this this fucking Super Bowl? Yeah, that remains to be seen. I don't know. I I haven't watched enough of this Purdy guy to really know if he's the real deal or not. Mike? Yeah, well, before um, the Purdy take, you're not hijacking my Joe Burrow is Dan Marino. No, 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 no. Like his, no, 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 no. I'm not saying he's Dan Burrow Marino. already made the Super Bowl. Purdy's still two hard games away. Yeah. And I'll bet my bottom dollar that one of these next three games, perhaps the Super Bowl being the third, yep. that there's going to be a rookie egg. Yeah, it's right? That's what I mean. And this is why it's so hard to, to pick the Niners games. It's like, when is that coming? And yeah, can the, coming. and and can Kyle Shanahan, the Niners roster, make up for it? Like, can that egg not cost them? Yeah, the, the rest of the roster is really good. But I don't know, especially Dak coming off a week like he had. I kind of like them this week. It's, it's That's my early reaction. Toughest game to handicap for me, the Niners-Cowboys. The spread seems perfect. Because of the looming egg yes the looming egg 
but is is it's almost like it, like for instance, he threw for like three hundred and something yards against the 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 Seahawks, but like it was a lot of yard a lot of yards after catch. Like we got we're talking a ten yard pass to Debo, sixty five yard touchdown. Um, little you know, like little check down to Elijah Mitchell, twenty five yard touchdown. <laughs> like I'm he's playing good. He's 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 quick in his like in the pocket. He's he's got a little quick movement, but God, ninth game going up. Like, is he going to be the Cowboys' dream crusher? We're talking like this is a twenty-five year build-up to this game for the Dallas Cowboys, and is Brock Purdy going to be in the way? You mentioned that um, how that comeback sticks with you, right? Like, yes. you know, the twenty-eight-three Dan Quinn could never really get over that hump in Atlanta. Like they, that, that they just stuck with them. Kyle Shanahan was the offensive coordinator who really muffed that game even more maybe than Dan Quinn. Yes. And I feel like that hasn't left him yet. It made him play. It got mimicked in the Super Bowl against the Chiefs. They're up 10 with the ball. And you could just tell the tension. He starts pacing along the sideline. Doesn't look as Kyle cool anymore. I'm just wondering if something like that's going to happen this weekend where Brock Purdy and the Niners get off to a 13 nothing start. And it's all looking good in the first half. And then Kyle Shanahan gets 28 three again. And he's got a rookie quarterback trying to like, and, and like all this momentum is like just digging into him. I don't know. I'm, I'm so excited for the game and I can't pick it. <laughs> you, um, you just unlocked the near future. I, I think the Niners get to the Super Bowl. And I think he, he doesn't necessarily combination of laying an egg, not making the throw much like Jimmy missed Emmanuel Sanders in the yeah. Super Bowl, much like, and now the Niners having gotten to two Super Bowls and having walked away from two, and he, they go and get somebody else, not Brock, because they saw that he can't do it. If they're forced into that situation, that's a no win situation. That's like, that's, you know, those late night wars. Do you pay Leno or let him walk type of thing? If the Niners, if the Niners make the Super Bowl, I, I bet Kyle Shanahan would wish that the extra week would just disappear. Like, you don't want Brock Purdy, like, you know, in that two weeks of Super Bowl hype in his 10th game ever going up against like the Bills or Chiefs. Uh, or you get, it, um, or you get a healthy Jimmy back. Oh, pull a Tua. He chokes it out at half, and Nick Saban brought in two at half, down 20 in the or title how about, game. How about, how about this? Okay, let's say Niners beat the Cowboys. Again, not a given. Cowboys look good. Niners beat the Cowboys. Eagles beat the Giants. The team we have not talked about yet, by the way, at all, the Philadelphia Eagles, number one seed in the NFC, rested and getting healthier. But either way, uh, imagine... Niners squeak one out against the Eagles, but Brock plays awful. And then here we go. You got a week and a half. Jimmy's somewhat healthy enough to play. And then you're Kyle Shanahan. What decision do you make? Who's starting the Super Bowl? And this is right back in the Drew Bledsoe, Tom Brady type of thing. Maybe Jimmy comes in and saves the second half because uh, Purdy gets rocked a little bit by those big defensive linemen of the Eagles. Anyway, we're jumping ahead here. We could do this all day, but I'm very excited we got a great playoffs with some great quarterbacks, and it should be pretty damn good. Uh, speaking of the Eagles, they're playing the New York Giants, who walked into Minnesota and beat the Fugazi Minnesota Vikings. Uh, looked good doing it. Daniel Jones, I mean, my dad's a big Giants fan, and he said, this is the game. If he lays an egg. Well, maybe we walk away from him. If he plays really good and, be, and wins, probably our quarterback for the next three years, at least. And there he goes, rushes for a hundred and something yards, throws for 300, beats the Vikings in Minnesota. Dable pretty much guaranteed coach of the year. All is well in Giants land. Can they cover seven and a half against the Eagles? I don't know. I don't know. It's a lot of points for a young coach and a, and a quarterback. Jalen Hurts, keep in mind, not 100% healthy. Bad rotation on his throwing shoulder. I'm a big shoulder guy, Mike. I watched that entire game in week 18. Giants backups and third stringers versus Philly unmotivated starters. And it was weird. So I think it's, 
I think recency bias gives advantage Giants. Well, it's just the third, t- third time you're playing a team. Now, if we look at like what happened with the Seahawks and Niners in, by the second half, that didn't matter. But you, Giants and Eagles, like it's, yeah, as you said, third time they're playing this year. And the, the Giants rested everybody time. and still, still would have covered the spread. It'll be the second time the Giants are playing a team back-to-back for that team with a bye in the middle. They wow, played you're right. Yeah. 18, they had a bye, the Eagles, and now they're playing the Giants again. It happened to the Giants earlier with the R- Commanders, and they tied. They had the bye, and then the Giants smoked them. We all thought that the – and that was really the start of their – Right to where they're at. They haven't lost since. Right. Actually, if you think about it. Anyway, except except that week 18 loss. Anyway, that's coming up. I'm I think that makes both our podiums. Yes. Yes. You got Sirianni, the young coach. We got the uh the shoulder problems. Now look, Philly's explosive and tough to run against, which is which is gonna be a problem for the Giants. But the seven and a half points when you're a young coach as a heavy favorite in a divisional round, uh, I don't think you're going to coach the game to blow them out. I think you're going to coach the game to secure the win. So if the Giants were at minus six, Giants plus six and a half, I'm staying away. But over a touchdown for a young coach and these two teams, you know each other pretty well. uh, Yeah, I'm definitely looking at the Giants plus seven. All right, just one more question for my captain of the Ravens flock here. Uh, J.K. Dobbins was not given the ball uh, when they were, you know, a couple yards away from taking a seven-point lead on the Bengals. This is Ohio State, basically a first-round running back, a rock star. He's had some injuries, but he is a fantastic running back. He came out right out and said it. Uh, Huntley never should have been in that position. Why didn't they give me the ball? Also, also, if Lamar was here, we would have won. Weird. Lamar didn't travel with the team. Um, as much as I know about the situation, I don't like to speculate on like, oh, he should be there with the team. He should not be with the team. There's some stuff going on within Lamar and this organization and whatnot. Throwing the fact that he doesn't have an agent uh, where we don't know how the, how he's being treated by the organization and just all that. Throwing a PCL injury. My dad stepped in a hole on a golf course and tore his PCL. Uh, it's a very serious leg injury. It's, it, it was serious for my dad and, you know, He's uh, he's the director of Western Digital Canada. He's a hard drive company. And, you know, he was having trouble going to work. All right. Lamar Jackson's the most mobile quarterback in the NFL uh, in the most physical part of the season. So I'm on Team Lamar here. All right. Ravens, you didn't want to secure the bag before the season. Here we are. Man's looking at his own future. A $250 million contract from maybe someone like Miami. Uh, so if you don't want to pay him. I like him. I like that. He, I like that. He, that they stayed out. Uh, there's two. The teams look out for themselves. Players got to look out for themselves, too, especially with, with a with a leg injury like that. I heard uh, somebody say that he they think he's trying to avoid an RG3 situation. Yeah. In which, you know, he came back a little too early and ended his career fighting ended for a career. playoff win. He was never as fast. He was never, he, he's never as quick twitch. He said that net lead legs never felt the same. And then he went on, on social media after Mike Vick said, put a brace on it. I played Mike Vick's like I played without an, uh, an ACL for an entire season. And RG three went on and fired back, showed a picture of his leg bending in three ways in the playoff game that he started with the brace on. And he's like, no, this is why you don't do that. Also keep in mind, Mike Vick signed the most expensive quarterback contract prior to that season yeah rg3 never got his contract no also and lamar didn't either there's no there's no there's yeah, no bags you can't blame him can't blame him send him to also, the titans oh right him and him and henry that'd be a good that's i bet that's not off the table let me tell you still an easy division really never saw that coming yeah i didn't either but that's like that makes sense, doesn't it? I don't know. By the way, ha- I don't know how much money they have or how much cap space or whatnot, but I would love to see him in a Titans uniform. I think it's a couple years past Tannehill's probably main signing bonus. We, like Leslie, can we check on that? By the way, Tannehill's contract. Thanks, Les. Tannehill's dead duck. He's he's out. Well, this is what I mean. Well, you cut him. Probably like not that much dead cap money. You 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 got room to sign a guy like Lamar. They would love him in Tennessee. The Tell second me, coming of Vince Young. Right? 
Vince Young. That's that's a name. I don't know if you want uh, beckoning down your hallway. I mean, maybe for a good pregame speech or so. One of the most exciting players in college football history. Also, I'm not sure if you've ever heard him talk, but he's probably. I think he has the smallest vocabulary I've ever heard from a professional athlete. <laughs> Tell me, Jeffrey, what do you think of these boys in blue? The Bills, the Bengals. All right. Everyone's, say, everyone's saying how much they struggled. I just think they got really excited. I mean, it was 17 nothing. They got Skylar Thompson in Buffalo. We've squished the fish in Buffalo seven yeah. of the last eight times. And Josh lines up again. He's. I heard, I've heard some people talk about this, and it's hard to not agree. He does have some Brett Favre in him, probably why I love him so much. Uh, you know, not robbing from the poor of Mississippi, more about using his the God-given cannon that God gave him to make throws that other guys can't in situations where other guys would never. Uh, he does score touchdowns that way. Also, he throws interceptions that way that probably shouldn't be thrown. And there was a couple of those this weekend. Uh, the Bills' defense. Uh, was the problem. Um, so we'll see how that goes up against the Bengals. But I, th I think Uncle Josh is going to make sure a little more. I think we'll see him run the ball against the Bengals a little more. <clears throat> and uh, I just think the giant, I, I think the Bengals O-line, real problem against the Ravens. And the Bengals defense, if, if, you're, if that was a real problem for you against Huntley and the boys, man, Uncle Josh, Diggs, and Gabriel, and uh, Mr. Knox, I don't think the Bills are going to have problems scoring against the Bengals. I think the Bengals are going to score against the Bills, but not as easily. How about that? And so I like the four and a half. Uh, it was three and a half. People jumped all over it. It's up to four and a half. But I, I just think Uncle, I think Josh's running ability and just this is a team. This is the team. <clears throat> they're, 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 you cannot even you can't match the hunger. Here's the two hungriest teams in the league right now, the Dallas Cowboys and the Buffalo Bills, except the Buffalo Bills know they can actually win it. Whereas the Cowboys are like, well, we might be able to actually win this. Whereas the Bills are like, we just stay our own fucking way. These are our rings. And that belief, that destiny, like we felt that, Mike, all right, like, we're on a team like that where it's like, yo, if we just don't fuck this up ourselves. These rings are ours. Like they're etched already. Uh, I, I don't think the Bills are there, man. Like, and I was watching the game too, and Romo was doing the game, and he kept calling the Bills like MJ. He kept calling the Bills Ali. He kept calling the Bills the champs. You got to knock the champs out when you got a I chance. Did, I heard that. I don't think you should call them I'm, the champs. I'm like, what the fuck have the Bills won? I love them. I'm down to spend a fucking fortune to go, but they haven't even won the title game. I just think it's the fact that the old, like, put it this way the team that they think is in their way is the Kansas City Chiefs. And they they beat them handily at home this season. They beat them handily, like sorry, not at home in Kansas City this season. They beat them handily in Kansas City last season during, um, yeah, 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 during the season. And then in the playoff game, you know, we got the lead. They didn't. They, we never punted like 13 seconds. So it's like two of the last three. We're two of the last three times we played them, we smoked them. The other time we should have won. It was the worst comeback ever. 13 seconds. So it's in the only, the, the best team in the league, the, every, the team that everybody has is the best team in the league. We are confident that we could beat. So who are we scared of? Sure. I, I agree to all of that. The pact remains. Romo is a batty <laughs> and the bills haven't won shit. That's true. Okay. That's true. You can't true. call them fucking champ. It's like, you see this thing in the NBA to calling the Memphis Grizzlies, a potential dynasty. And Clay's like, you haven't won shit. You haven't yeah. even won once. Like, you got to have one banner in the rafter. Right. Like, fuck. Man, I tried. I muted the TV and tried to get the 550 on going in the background because this guy was pissing me off so much with all this fucking Bill's faux hype. That's what I'm calling it. Faux hype. It's gaslighting. Like, he doesn't really want him to. Like, I fucking hate it. There you go. I'm done with I that. just think it's like watching it's like watching a young Favre on the Packers. Some of the throws that he makes, throwing the mobility. It's like if this guy, like this guy can't the only guy who could beat this guy is this guy. You know? Like it is if me and God were in a wrestling a we're wrestling match. Romo? We still talking about Romo? No, no. 
talking about Josh Allen and Romo talking about Josh Allen, quarterback to quarterback, right. calling him the alien. Call him the alien. I love that nickname because he's seems like he's not from this world. Don't call him the champ until he fucking straps the belt yeah, on yeah. him. With alien, you. There was another superlative he used, like some some weird. My, my Romo rage is peaking, okay? <laughs> because they're going to be getting next game with the Bills Bengals, right? Jim and fucking Tom, Tony boy will be there. Yeah. For that game for sure. Uh, anyway. How many times do you think Tony Romo and Jim Nance have been to Buffalo in the last two years, a few years, eh? That's a lot of trips for the CBS top squad. Yeah, that uh, double tree and cheek to Waga is getting the workout, man. Right. I know. Romo's a Seneca casino guy. Come on. You think so? Yeah. Yeah. Come on. They gave him 16 million to talk football once a week. Yeah, I bet he's fucking throwing down a little bit on blackjack. If I ever ran into Romo on the casino floor, boy, I would give it to him like a fucking champ. (laughs) Not his playing day, nothing to do with his ability, just what I said, bro. I would. Oh, God. They love him everywhere else. I, I, I can't be the only one that hates him. I don't hate him, but I. I feel like everyone's forgetting that Troy Aikman was Troy Aikman's the best. Uh, Troy Aikman and Staubach are the best Cowboys quarterbacks of all time. But because of statistics, young fans, young square fans, are think Romo and Prescott are like are you know like have surpassed Aikman on that list. But as far as talent and efficiency and execution, it's not even fucking close. But this way, with this Cowboys team with Aikman, yeah, like. They they this is they'd be chasing like another Super Bowl ring or something like that. That's how good, man. I can't believe Tony Pollard's a free agent. Like, if you're the Cowboys, you got to secure Tony Pollard. You let Zeke walk. You let anybody else walk. Tony Pollard's your best weapon. All right. So I got a same game parlay parlay, and then I'll read out in the podcast. Then I'll do on Instagram as well. By the way, thanks for everyone for playing our two playoff contests. Brought to you by Storyteller Logger. Our picks contest on officefootballpools.com and our squad contest on Instagram. Uh, we got 43 teams, including mine. And uh, yeah, I'm going to update the standings right after this podcast. Uh, Dewey was the uh, clubhouse leader leading into the last game. I'm not sure if somebody surpassed him, but he did have Dawson Knox, Austin Eckler, and uh, another TA. Anyway. Like four, four, four touchdowns already. But most touchdowns wins. Thanks to everyone for playing. Follow us at Hughes Talking on TikTok and Instagram. Let's get that TikTok, uh, those followers up. So follow us if you got TikTok. You're not following us yet. By the way, press subscribe if you have not pressed subscribe. This is episode 143. All right. Uh, stop taking this like a free newspaper. All right. Just press subscribe. It's free as well. Just takes one little finger button. Uh, also, I love those free newspapers. The Metro downtown. It's great. Um, so thanks to everyone who's been a subscriber since day one and, uh, share the podcast. If you, if you're uh, finding besides our bucks pick that it makes you money, we've been over 50% for six years now, and we'll keep on riding into this weekend. All right, we're Mike. I'm going to give you, uh, I'm going to give you honors here on the playoff 18 that we're playing hole number two coming up. Uh, you went one, one, and one. I went one and two. Um, Yeah. You ready to go? I am. Very much so. And I'm actually going to swap my gold pick. Last second, weird pick swap to the top of the podium. Rise the Kansas City Chiefs. The almost now, if they don't win this game, will officially now be snake bitten. With a Super Bowl loss, a bad loss at home, and now kind of an unspeakable loss to the Jags. They are taking nothing for granted. We got the Kansas City Chiefs minus 8.5. You know, everybody's talking about the LAC blown lead. What's the flip side to a blown lead, Jeffrey? Uh, You were losing a lot by a lot to begin with. No. The flip side of a blown lead is a blown load. Jacksonville blew their load, my friends, much like the TCU Horn Frogs, much like those Christian fucks, much like that Christian fuck, Trevor Lawrence, blew his Sunday load a day early, and there's not enough time to get it back. The Chiefs 
fight off a resilient and pesky, but the handicap here is the Chiefs' mental focus into what could probably be their only home game this playoffs. Neutral site, we all know why. Laser focus from a laser hunger. They can't get bengaled by the Jags. They can't have a couple of jungle cats roll into the heart of the country in the middle of Jan and steal their bread. It happened last year. I highly doubt it happens this year. Late number, sorry, uh, big number can cover late with one of the multiple errors that Trevor Lawrence, without his A spunk, in the heart of the country. True road game. Jacksonville feels like they've been at home for a month. Fuck. They had the Titan game. They had the game before. There was this. Anyway, they're on the road. Lockdown. Upgraded gold. Blown lead to blown load. It's too much to overcome. Silver pick. Niners. Three and a half. Brock is Brady. Not figuratively, but in the moment, he is. The egg comes later from the kid. They squeak out a one-possession, hard-fought game. Four to six is the window I'm seeing. It's just over the cover. Dak plays well, makes a crucial error. Two and a half days, cross-country travel. It cannot be ignored. We're talking highs of highs, literally highs of highs. It was snowing in the owner's box with four and a half minutes to go in the fourth quarter. Okay, that locker room was popped. They got this kicker nonsense hanging around. I don't think it's an issue. Maybe it is. It's too much in too little a time. Quick turnaround. Shame on you, NFL, for putting teams that go all year for a Monday night. I thought the shine was taken off that game when the Giants won. And now the winner of the Monday night game had to go to San Fran, whereas opposed to going to a banged-up Philly team, right? How much people would have loved Tom or... Dak in that game, right? So we got the Niners. The egg comes later from the kid. Hold serve, four to six point window. Don't know where it happens, but it happens. Silver pick. Niners. And I ride with my former team. Podium finish. Giants plus seven and a half. Might buy the weird point to eight and a half. I'll let you know day of. The one possession going for two. All this random shit that happens. Remember, seven could be eight, one possession. People fight for it, right? It's it's really something that people gear towards as they're down in the third quarter and stuff. So in the playoffs, that point is magnified more than, say, a two to three, I think. In my mind, there's a little weird Mike wisdom in the playoffs. The Giants, tough to beat a team three times, let alone beat them by eight points or more. Hot is hot. Cold is cold. I don't know what else to say. Giants are red hot. I'm not saying Philly's cold, but they've been sitting for two weeks. It's going to be cold in Philly on Saturday night. Um, Bills are rolling. Coach of the year. A little juju. Maybe a mistake from the kid. Uh, who knows? It's too much. Uh, I like it a lot. Podium. G-Men. Former fave original. I'll be busting out the Eli White jersey on Saturday night for poker at Centennial. Talk about it. All right. <clears throat> All right. So Weird Mike's got the Chiefs at eight minus eight and a half, the Niners minus three and a half, and the Giants plus seven and a half. That's your weird podium from a weird guy who's doing pretty damn good at handicapping games this year. All right. I, I actually like those two. Yep. That a boy Huckster. I, I, I don't really disagree with any one of those three. Look at All right. That. It's I got the Kavorka, everybody. You know, you book a trip, you get over to Hump. You get the Kavorka. You see the world differently when you just actually do something. <laughs> I haven't even done it yet, and I feel like it's done. So in my mind, ipso facto, blah, 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 we're on our way, folks. You pick. Obi Trice. Cue it. All right, here we go. You. Okay, our gold pick. We're going with the Buffalo Bills, uh, and this is basically – we saw from the Bengals last week uh, some real problems on the on the offensive line. They got another injury during the game. Uh, 
I just think that Joe Burrow is going to struggle to have time to throw those long breaking routes to T. Higgins and Jamar Chase that he loves to do to break games wide open early. I think I think even the half quarter that they played a couple weeks ago just will let Leslie Frazier on the Buffalo Bills defensive staff just kind of understand a little bit what Joe Burrow likes to do a little bit better. Hunger. Hunger as far as team hunger. I know it's playoffs. You get max effort from both teams, but the hunger in Buffalo is something to hard, that's hard to quantify. We've had two snowstorms. We've had games moved. All right, we had the 13-second comeback last year against the best team in, in the league. Uh, we got Josh Allen in his prime, healthy. We got the receivers that he likes, healthy. We got an O-line, pretty healthy. Um, if we had Vaughn Miller, I would fucking smash this at four and a half. I would love this at three and a half. At four and a half, we're going to have to take it. But I think the Bills are going to win this game by a touchdown because Uncle Josh is going to make sure with his legs. That's the one thing that Joe Burrow can't do. So we get equal pressure on Burrow, equal pressure on Allen. Josh Allen's going to run for 65 yards and a touchdown. And Joe Burrow might get a first down. And there, that, my friend, is the spread. <laughs> I'm taking Josh Allen's legs to cover this spread for me and make sure that we get to this game in Atlanta. Because make no mistake, Chiefs are going to beat the Jags. <clears throat> and as soon as they made that game in Atlanta, this you know metaphorical AFC championship game, I think everyone knew that it was getting there. Throw in the fact the Bengals looked like crap last week against the Ravens. I'm not saying the Bills look great against Miami. <clears throat> talking Bills are up 17 nothing. All right, uh, the the Ravens almost beat the uh, the Bengals, and we're talking like they almost beat them by a touchdown. So <clears throat> I'm gonna take the Bills and Uncle Josh to make sure with his legs that they win this game, and we got a crazy ass crowd uh, that Joe Bro's gonna have problems doing any audibles for and uh there we go bills win this game 27 21 all right should be a dandy as the bills make their trip down to atlanta unfortunately with bills mafia close behind on i something call it i 17 i don't know all right our silver pick we're aligning with my boy weird mike and my dad i'm taking the new york giants plus seven and a half um, look, they played a couple weeks ago. Giants rested everyone, and they were just able to watch Jalen Hurts and the Philadelphia Eagles' first team try to win this first seed. They did, but they didn't even cover, and they were trying to. Um, A.J. Brown scares me. He's probably the only guy that scares me as far as this spread because you could have – that's what the Eagles have been doing all year. They've been playing pretty even games against teams. You know, probably the better team on the field. Really good against the run with that big beast from Georgia. And then all of a sudden, it's third and 11. And Jalen Hurts throws a 50-50 ball 50 yards down the field to A.J. Brown. He's totally covered and catches it anyway. You can't. It's hard to quantify that when you're judging point spreads. So besides A.J. Brown catching two 50-50 balls on third and 11 for touchdowns, I think the Giants defense and Wink Martindale will be able to account for that and stop that from happening because any any other normal game, we're going to get the Giants to cover this spread. Daniel Jones' legs is going to account for like them get, getting tight up the middle on the Philly D and stopping Saquon Barkley. And I just think Brian Dable is going to out-coach Nick Sirianni and cover the spread. Eagles win, uh, but they win by four. And uh, great Giants effort, coach of the year, confident steps heading towards next year. Keep in mind, the Giants did all this with three wide receivers who are making the league minimum. Yeah, that's right. League minimum wide receivers. They had no cap room, and here they are in the divisional playoff. Watch out for the Giants going forward, although I still don't know if you got the right quarterback. I don't. You got the right coach. You got a great running back. We'll see. Giants plus seven and a half silver pick. All right, my bronze pick. I'm taking the Jacksonville Jaguars plus eight and a half. Uh, this is what I, what I call playoff offensive football. It's an advantage for the Jaguars that they were down by so much last week that their offense had to figure out exactly what works because the playoffs is a different speed. It's different coverages. And when you are faced with elimination, that fight or flight notion on offense and you figure out what works this is what tom brady got so good at over the years just figuring out what works okay like i every down here needs to be positive yards what works so you, you get less experimental and more just 
pure efficiency. And that's what the Jaguars were in that second half. It's not all Chargers being shit. It was the Jaguars offense finding a beautiful groove. Now, Spagnolo and that Chiefs defense, they've already played the Jaguars this year. They looked really good against them. So I just feel like, yes, it's a, it's a it's an advantage for Spags, uh, the defensive coordinator for the Chiefs, to you know they, they've already played Trevor Lawrence, but I think it's also an advantage for Doug Peterson, uh, the coach of the Jaguars, to see what the Chiefs wanted to do against them, and a must-win, you know, an important game for the Chiefs during the season, and they saw that, and they can account for it, and. Couple of injuries on the Chiefs defensive line. Frank Clark, I believe, is out or at least doubtful. And uh, we'll see. I think the Jaguars are going to lose this game. Make no mistake. But I think that eight and a half point spread is secure. Uh, just because Trevor Lawrence and that Jags offense has found their efficiency. And uh, Doug Peterson's not going to give the game away. Trevor Lawrence is going to throw three or four interceptions in the first half. If anything, they'll be more careful with the ball. And just try to stretch this game out. Because if you give Patrick Mahomes 12, you know, 13, 14 drives, it's fucking over. But if you build Parcells the game, shrink it with a running game. Travis Etienne, just four or five yards at a time that spread becomes much more likely and keep the game within reach. I think that's what the Jags are going to do. This is just based on game plan. Make no mistake, this will be another live betting game because I think the Chiefs are going to go up 7-0 in the first two minutes. All right, you got to give Andy Reid an extra week to plan for you. Their first two offensive drives usually look like magic. It's fucking awesome. But I don't even think it'll be that big of a backdoor. I just think the Jags offense is going to come to play. So giddy up. I was definitely looking at the Niners with those extra couple days rest, but you know, some of the sharpest handicappers that I follow on Instagram and podcasts and stuff like that, they do say, you know, try to stick to, you can't, can't handicap every sport. Guys that handicap every sport usually aren't excellent at either sport. So also, if you could just do one division of football, you'd do really well. Uh, so these two teams, the Niners and, and Cowboys, just seem to be teams that don't handicap as well as, for instance, like the Steelers. Uh, or even the Jags. So that's why I'm staying away. We'll be doing some same game parlays. Follow us on Hughes Talking regarding the Cowboys Niners. I bet that'll be maybe the most watched football game that's not a Super Bowl in history. I, I remember last year's ratings, Mike, uh, that the Cowboys Niners, you, you'll remember Dak Prescott's 15-yard quarterback sneak with no timeouts left to end the game. Uh, that was like the most watched NFL game that wasn't a Super Bowl prior to this weekend so we will see should be fun so i like uh obviously don't like the jags yeah no big deal you know who's gonna have a big uh coach of the year day bowl you know who's gonna your buddy kenny galladay yeah he's gonna have himself a day been almost forgotten just kind of blocking on the outside yep Slayton had a big drop in that Giants. I think you're going to see the big body, the A.J. Brown, the size, the cold, the experience. I'm going to do some Kelly Galladay, uh, same game action. Well, you get them for like you get them for like Julio. You can get them for like Julio Jones numbers. Julio Jones, like his prop yardage, I think was like 19 and a half for the game. As in, if he just makes one of those big catches. You're over. Throwing the fact that he'd probably be covered by big play Slay. They played together on the Lions. Very interesting little little quirk right there. Um, yeah, I just I think they're gonna get out coached. I'm not saying they're gonna win the game, but the Giants will out coach the Eagles in this game. Um remember everybody, Bills are missing Vaughn Miller and Mika Hyde. Those are two you know, next level talents. So they're gonna be there's going to be points every every week. Oh, yeah. There's going to be points against them. I don't so. think the Bills are going to punt. And that's it. So how could I not like the four and a half? I don't think the Bills are going to punt. Maybe punt once. Keep talking, uh, Jeff. I'm going to get a preliminary weather here. I like jo- I just like Josh Allen. They're not going to get to third. When they were the best last year against the Chiefs and Patriots, they didn't get to third down. Like they were going, it was first and it was second and five, and Josh would run it. Or dump it down. That's what he wasn't doing enough against the Dolphins. Checkdowns were open. Singletary, they're up 17 nothing. Singletary's open for the first down. He's going downtown to uh, Hakeem. Like, you know, just relax, man. Take the first down. Let the clock just go. I feel like that's all 
the coaches instilled this week. Josh, let's just get first downs all the way to the end zone, baby. Speaking of that, the points and the over, one of the most popular picks this weekend uh, by guys from Standard of Vegas and pregame, just some of the you know best handicappers in Vegas, was because it was a hotly debated game, the Bucks and Cowboys. There was sharp money on both sides. That's why the spread never went to three and a half, which went back to two and a half. A lot of money came in on the Bucks at three. But one of the hardest picks this weekend, or like one of the most supported picks this weekend, was the over in the Dallas and Tampa Bay game. They yeah. missed it by a point. Fucking the extra point misses, man. Oh, my you know, God. Actually, you know, it, it actually wasn't on the kicker. Tampa Bay was down 25 with the ball, fourth and whatever. And they were down 25. They needed to score four times. There was eight minutes left in the game. And it was fourth and goal from like the 16, like a next level impossible down. And they just needed to kick the field goal to get it to 22 and, and keep this hope alive. Right. They got the onside kick. Does 22 sound, does 22 Mary. sound like hopes alive, Mike 22. Well, what I'm saying is it was fundamentally dropped on the over there. Like despite I, all possessions, like there was still all the missed extra points. Everything was still there. The, this is how lopsided that number was Hugh. Yeah. Hey, like let's call but let's call let's call it like it is. Let's say you didn't watch the game. Let's say you smashed the over and you got a family dinner and you check your phone after the game to see what the over was. You see you missed it by a point, and you see that there was three missed extra extra points or four. Was there four? Three. Four. Four. That's what I thought. Four. Um that's what you're blaming the fucking not hitting the over on. Let's be honest here. Um okay, I got a Let's do the truth of the week. Music, which I, I miss and love. All right. This is your truth of the week. Yeah, you might have just made a fact just now. That's some real shit. All right. Your truth of the week is just a same game parlay parlay that I hope Mike also likes. All right. Follow along if you will. I don't even know the numbers yet, but this is these will be the players that I'm playing unless the numbers are sky high. And keep in mind, on same game parlays, you're not getting these guys for their base receiving numbers, as in like the 50-50 number that Vegas gives you. What I like to do is almost like a prop teaser where I'm taking the base low number that is being offered, whatever the lowest number that's being offered on these players. Take them, stack them, teaser it, and then you just parlay it with other same game parlays and you get this parlayed prop teaser. But because it's multiple games, the multiplier goes up. And this is how we can win a house in Bowmanville, Mike, the new look who's talking house. So we're going to go CD Lamb over yards. I don't think there's anybody on the San Francisco defense that can actually cover him one on one. Let's assume those that that number is going to be around 55 yards, probably our, one of our highest numbers on this list. We're going to take Tony Pollard over rushing yards. I believe that'll be around 36 yards rushing. We're going to take Greg. Uh, George Kittle over passing yards. I believe that number will be about 30. Again, this, and that's it for that game. We're going to take Stefan Diggs over passing yards. I think in a game as important as this, both Burrow and Josh Allen will go to their A1 receivers, even if they're covered. We saw that with Diggs last week. So we're going to go Diggs over, Stefan Diggs over passing yards. I believe that'll be probably around 64, 60 as well. We're going to take Jamar Chase over passing yards. His number will be similar, probably about 65. I just think Higgins hasn't looked the same since his injury and since he ran into Damar Hamlin. Just seems a bit shook still and chases his guy. And when push comes to shove, he throws to Jamar Chase even when he's covered. Also, the little bubble screens to Jamar Chase, that'll get you yards too. And we're going to go Joe Mixon over receiving yards. It'll probably be 10 as the lowest number. We'll take 10. All right, we're going Travis Etienne over receiving yards. Again, that'll be 10. We're going to go uh, Marvin Jones Jr., receiver on the Jaguars, over 15 receiving yards. And we're going to go uh, Devonta Smith, over receiving yards. That'll probably be around 45. And there is your same game parlay, parlay. That's your truth of the week. Just a wicked fucking ticket. Let's get rich. Okay. So two things. First thing, Bowmanville's bumping. And we're going to need to go a little farther east okay. to get this look who's talking. And we're thinking, I'm thinking uh, 
maybe uh what's that Bank place with Rock. the casino what's that place with the casino on the way to montreal gananaqua oh. oh yeah there we go doesn't that sound fun that's deep i was thinking a little i was thinking on this side of kingston maybe a nice port hope maybe oh, okay a blue heron casino port port perry Port per- i play i played in a row an ice uh pond hockey tournament on that lake in Port Perry with our boy Davey Poolhuck and Craig Waits and Rob Poole. We lost in the finals. This is a serious pawn hockey tournament. There was like 25 teams, like with lunch provided. Like it was awesome. And we dominated. And then we got to the finals against the local firefighters of Port Perry. Okay. Let me tell you something. We got fucking screwed by the refs in a in like a charity on hockey tournament. All right. I was, I always, I'm like my dad. I, like, I, you know, I don't know where my keys or smokes are at any given time, but I'm usually good at keeping scores, statistics. I know what every golfer that I'm golfing with is currently plus or minus on the golf course. Um, I'm like the rain man that way. And I knew that we were losing about nine, eight, maybe nine, seven, you know, approaching the midway point of the third period of this little pond hockey game. I go up and ask the ref. I'm like, hey, man, just just checking. Like, I'm not quite sure. It's either 98 or 97. What's the score? He's like, oh, you guys are losing by a lot. I'm like, what is the actual fucking score, man? Like, I'm like, we're playing and I'm asking the ref. He's like, you guys, are lo- you're losing by a lot. It's over, bud. I'm like, what are you talking about? Man, we scored another goal. And I'm like, I think it's tied. Can somebody check? And, he's like, and then he like go, skates over to the other ref. It comes back. He's like, nah, it's 12-8. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? And then Dave came over. He's like, yo, it's. It's for charity, man. Just relax. All right. We're all tired. Craig was equally as upset, but we ended up losing by an unknown amount of goals. Screw job. All right. That's enough of that. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, I hate the ticket. That was the other thing. So oh, yeah. goes bumping and hate <laughs> the ticket. There we go. Polar opposites. No problem. Um, I actually do find props easier in the playoffs. Than I do in the regular season, where now I can sort of get my weirdness behind a, a Kenny Galladay and sort of not necessarily talk myself into it, but understand that they brought him there for a reason. He hasn't really done a lot in this run. And, you know, you want to beat a team that's really familiar with them. You send them a different wrinkle, former pro bowler. Sure. Uh, sure. I'm just going on tendencies here. Also, we, I said 10 for 14. We're talking like, yards here like not much like McCaffrey needed 20 yards receiving at 17. KJ Osborne needed 25 yards receiving at 20. Need the Vikings money line charges money line and pretty much the rest hit. But so you watch out you as the playoffs come these QBs tighten up who they trust. I, and so, then this is why I'm I know I normally go for the second or third receivers and this is I, I don't often do this but I think Diggs and Chase will get the majority of the, tar- uh, the targets. Etienne and Marvin Jones Jr. I've been go, I've been betting on these guys all year to get their base level yards, and they they hit it a lot. Anyway, that's just the I think. Also, don't throw too much on this. We're talking a like half a unit, quarter of a unit here, whatever your unit is. You know, but how's this important hope, man? They gotten cheaper. <laughs> I mean, they call it Port Hope for a reason, bro. Yeah, you gotta hope. Also, when you got fifty dollars to win like five grand US. And like every you're looking at the thing and like all this shit can happen. It's nice. It's exciting. I don't see the the big money this weekend. I, One of our I, listeners, C Mac, Mac Laney, he's got he's already got because you know, everyone watches these first touchdown parlays hit. He's got a first touchdown parlay. Y'all can follow along if you want. Let me get this straight. I think it was five dollars. All right. Five dollars on he's got Jamar Chase first touchdown in the Bengals game. He's got Dalton Schultz first touchdown in the Cowboys game. He's got Saquon Barkley first touchdown in the Giants game. And fuck, what's the other game? Uh, oh, Jarek McKinnon first touchdown Chiefs game. Right off the top of your head, you're like, I fucking hate first touchdown anything. I never play them. But off the top of my head, I'm like, you know what? That could hit. Five bucks pays $66,000 boosted. So it's, call it's it the- five bucks pays 40 grand normally. It's the uh, the daily double. It's the pick four of the of the yeah. football world. You got to pick I'm, four winners, four people to finish first, if you will. Yeah, right. So I get it. But, four for sixty six k. Where can we buy a house with sixty six k? I have to go. I don't have to go to get ten minutes outside of Port Hope. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Uh, oh, a couple weeks ago, we said, you know, in our truth of the week, we were asked by one of our listeners, Joe Meaford, if there was any value on the Giants at plus 3,500 to win the Super Bowl. Fucking right there was. Okay, all I needed to do was win this game. All right. Now, the money line on the Eagles to hedge against this week is, is you know, it's almost impossible to like really make money. But you could throw down a little bit, at least get your bet back. Let's say you bet 20 bucks. Fuck, throw down 100 to win your 20 bucks back on the Eagles. But more importantly, if the Giants do get up 7 nothing, suddenly that hedge bet is very money-making, very profitable and with great value. Giants go up 7 nothing on the Eagles. That money line goes down to like minus 190, minus 180, and there you go. You got, let's call it 25 bucks to win two Gs on the Giants. Suddenly, you can win some free hundreds of dollars on the Eagles, and that's why there's value for those of us who don't like to throw down 500, 1,000 bucks per game. You can do a couple of futures and a couple of hedges and uh, be a bit of a whale. So that's that. Man, I'm fired up. I think Devonta Smith's going to have a big game in that Eagles game. So there's some props to watch for. I've been riding them all year. That check down. So go ahead. If um, if the Jags shock the world, I'll Fuck, be, that'd be awesome. I'd be at the Ralph. I got four tickets to the AFC title game. Oh, not going to Atlanta for that Magic City bullshit. But no, me, me neither. If it's in Orchard Park, uh, I got four. I, I will find a way. I will the find green a way. Eggs, green eggs got one. I'm finding a way. If that happens. And if that happens, wow, Jaguars. Holy shit. New coach of the year, Doug Peterson. Fuck. And the Bills would be heavy faves. Yep. Uh, speaking of heavy faves, you can find the best lines. Uh, download the BetStamp app. All right. If you're, especially if you're in Ontario, they'll give you 15 different sports books to line shop. You probably find the Bills at minus four somewhere for minus one to 120. Uh, or. You know, any other games you like, download the BetStamp app, use the code at Hughes Talking, and you can line shop. You can track your bets or get good, good market analysis from all these uh, all these great handicappers. And uh, also go to betopenly.com, make an account, and uh, join the betting exchange. 1% juice, win more, lose less. It's the future of betting. It's fucking awesome. They offer 14 parlays now. Gino didn't want to give them out because they lose money. But uh, people wanted them, and he's like, all right, you want to lose money? Fucking, I'll let you. Here you go. Here's your 14 parlays. Go to betopenly.com, follow them on Instagram or TikTok, bet.openly. And uh, big shout-out to our sponsors for prizing, Team LTD. Go to teamltdshop.com for the sweetest gear and events, lifestyle brand, as well as Storyteller Lager and Storyteller Beverages. Follow them at Storyteller Beverages. Delicious drinks. And let's hear your best gambling stories from the weekend. Uh, One of our followers who's playing... I don't know him, but one of our followers who's playing our squad contest, Oker underscore Traveler, he sent me a same game parlay he won last week. Uh, anyway, solid 10 Gs, and then lost one by just George Kittle. A lot of people lost their same game parlays with George Kittle not getting enough receptions or not getting a touchdown. Stay away from Niner players' touchdowns because they have eight players who can score touchdowns on the field. You want to bet touchdowns on teams, I think, at least I do, where there's about three or four options on offense, and that's it. Niners throw to everybody. All right, that's all for me. I'm very fired up for this weekend. Uh, you want to check out, if you ever had any concussion problems, go to the Concussion uh, Concussion Center to Toronto Western Hospital. Let's raise awareness for it and check it out online. Um, it's 2022. Get your noggin checked. All right, It's not like an engine light, and that can cause some serious problems in honor of our little buddy, Ryan Elder, and the Elder family. Any last thoughts, Mike? Give the people some great little advice going into this weekend. Cherish the final greatest weekend of the football season. Next Saturday is not a weekend of football. It is a day of football, followed by the Super Bowl, which is a festival of football, which the most accurate diehards sometimes struggle with. So I impart to you, Wherever you watch, enjoy the final greatest weekend of football we have until post-Labor Day. Post-Labor Day. That's a lot of filled gap. I just got really, really sad mid-sentence. Yeah, I watched it happen. It was like Ralph, it was like Ralph Wiggum. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess Valentine's Day is around the corner, and I choo-choo-choose. 
playoff headquarters. Look who's talking. Thank you, everybody. Enjoy the weekend. If you like the Bills to win the Super Bowl, they're plus 350 right now. Basically the same odds they've had almost all season besides last week when they were plus 400. I think the Bills are going to win the Super Bowl. I just don't know who it's going to be against anymore. I Eagles, Cowboys, Niners, we'll see. It's going to be entertaining. Hawk anything for shut the Hawk up. Go Bills. Fucking A. See you later. Shaking at the coin toss We say mafia, that mean family to me Cause we stand with the team Best fans in the league